And welcome back to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan. Always nice to have you with us. Of course, this is our half hour that we get to talk to great professionals in and around the area to talk about issues that are important to you. Now, we are going to spend our time today with the Butler Health System. And we're going to be talking to an individual who is known as a death doula. I've never heard the term, so I'll let her explain what she does with the Butler Health System. But she's under the palliative care team. And so she and Dr. Dylan Stein are both going to join us. And, of course, we've talked to Dr. Stein before uh, leading the palliative care team. And we're going to be talking about something that collaboratively they've come together and they've moved forward with what's called a grief awareness memorial wall. So we'll talk about that here in our discussion today. Now, before I welcome everybody into the show, let me, as I always do, give you the laundry list of how you can listen, because we love that you're here with us on the radio, 680 AM and 107.5 FM. We appreciate you joining us online as well. That would be WISR680.com. There is a listen live button there for you. That's our stream. You have Alexa powered devices and you also have the ISR app that you can put on any device and listen to us that way. Now, if you do have to leave at some point in our program, what I'll do is suggest that you come back to us on our website with our podcasting page. And that's WISR.com, as I mentioned before, with the streaming. But this time, you're going to pick programs, and then let's talk. Then you would look for the Butler Health System. All right, so let's do it. Nisha Bowman is with us, and she is a part of the palliative care team and known as a death doula. Nisha, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. And Dr. Dylan Stein also on the phone with us as well. We've talked to him many times. Dr. Stein, welcome back. Yeah, hello, Tracy. So let me first, Nisha, start with you, because I am interested in what it means to be a death doula. What, what do you do for the hospital? So for the hospital, I am, I am a palliative care social worker. Um, the reason why I often add the death doula part is because I'm also trained as a death doula, and that really impacts the way I practice. Um, and it, so I am trained. I am trained as a palliative care social worker. I have an advanced certification as a palliative care social worker. But um, some of the way that I approach my supports and the way I work is very heavily influenced by um, my passion for, for the death doula work. So talk about how you go about doing your job when individuals are in that moment. You know, I try to be sensitive when I'm talking about someone passing away because it could be hard for someone to Mm -hmm. even listen to us talk. So what Mm -hmm. is your point in this process if somebody is passing away? So I provide, I help provide with the rest of the team, spiritual, psychological, and social supports, right? So um, not only am I helping the patient kind of, you know, come to uh, grips in peace with what is happening, uh, a lot of what I do is really for the, um, the people who will ultimately be the survivors of the death. Um, the team here does an amazing job of, of making sure that these patients are taken care of and, and comfortable at this time of their life. Um, and and, and then in this role, I'm allowed to kind of focus my, my attention on the people who are going to be left behind. So a lot of what I'm doing, a lot of my focus is thinking about what is this going to be like for them? What is this experience going to be like for them? How can I help them work through their feelings, know what to expect, and even in the aftermath, begin to help them heal. 
And talk about how your role then folds into the palliative care team, because what you describe, um, I don't know, Dr. Stein, is, is that the role that you took for a while, or, or do you still walk people through when somebody is passing? Yeah, no, I think um, the, the hard part is, and I think it's what we always say, you know, it's probably what I always say when I come on here, is that, you know, we think about taking care of people who are really, really sick or even, like, towards the end of life. You know, we hear the words palliative care, we hear the words hospice, and those still remain, you know, separate entities in a lot of way. And, and our work and what we do for the, for the health system is really, really focused on how do we manage quality of life, symptoms, social and, and spiritual supports for those individuals, not just with, with diseases that may they may die from or, or they may be dying from. Um, it's also for those that are dealing with illnesses that can be curative. And so when we think about palliative, it, it's a little bit more about, okay, how do we help people through these treatments, through these cures or, you know, interventions? Where it becomes a little bit hazier, right, is that because we are seeing sick people, sometimes we do take care of people who are truly at the end of life. Um, and that is where I think we're, we're really – Things can be quite difficult, but actually can be quite special as well. And to be honest with you, Tracy, that that is, you know, I tell people I'll do the medical stuff all day. I can rearrange medicines. I can order tests. I can do the, the doctor stuff. Um, but where where we really um, can be a special part of people's care, not just for the individual, but for the families, is all the other stuff, right? The life stuff, the the uh, the emotional stuff, and that is. You know, that's the reason that, that Nisha's with us. I mean, she, she, we, we were fortunate that she left the job that she had to come join us to provide that type of, like, intimate, you know, special um, part of, of serious illness care, like palliative care, but also end-of-life care, which we, which we also see sometimes. And so, um, so I think it's in one of those things that Nisha, you know, we always say, like, it seems like she's been here forever, but she hasn't been, like, it's been under a year, but it feels like she's been here forever. Um, she's really brought a, a, a really unique and special uh, perspective to how we take care of people in those, you know, sort of, like, end-of-life stages, and um, and so that's what she's brought to our team, uh, and we're just we're just happy that she's here, frankly. And before we move into yeah. the, the aspect of the Grief Awareness Memorial Wall, I want you both, if you don't mind, to talk about how grieving doesn't mean just when somebody passes. Can't we grieve for a person who may have, like, mental decline or Alzheimer's disease or something that, that we didn't picture at a younger age that this is how life would turn out? Uh, Dr. Stein, uh, I'll have you go first, and then I'll have Nisha. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I was immediately going to punt to Nisha. Oh, okay, Nisha, <laughs> go ahead. Answer, yeah. Yeah. The short no, answer is, is yes. Yeah. This is my go ahead, Nisha. <laughs> um, no, I absolutely agree. I so much... So much of what I do, um, you know, I know, like, I know that me being a deaf doula kind of, you know, brings with it this connotation of, of death, but that is not all I do, especially in, in the clinic, because I'm able to um, meet with these patients and talk about loss of roles, loss of um, autonomy, loss of relationships. I meet with women whose husbands don't recognize them anymore, and I, uh, I'm there to allow them to talk about um, how their lives have completely changed as, as they're, as they're the people that they loved so much have disappeared. Like that is such a important part of what palliative care is able to offer. And I like the team that I came into was already doing an amazing job of that. I've just been able to, um, 
to bring a little bit of a different flair to it. And I, I am ready to sit in that and, and to bring it up and to help people navigate it, because that is something that is so sorely missing in this conversation of, of, of illness, for sure. So let's talk about the Grief Awareness Memorial Wall. First of all, talk about what it is, and then we'll get to how this came about. But what is this? <laughs> so it is a freestanding, like, boxwood panel. So it's like a, a, a bush um, wall that will be outside of the, the tower entrance of the hospital. And um, essentially, it's it, you, you're going to show up, and there's going to be these beautiful flowers that I have picked for a very specific reason. You're going to take the flower and you're going to place it, place a crane in its place that I crane. I also picked for a very specific reason. There's going to be a quote that I picked for a very specific reason. It's very like full of symbolism of, of grief, but it's symbols that we don't necessarily um, equate with grief. Um, it's not like a hitting you over the head. It's, for me, um, my hope is that people will come and be able to have a time of quiet reflection. Nobody's going to be standing there staring at them while they're while they're doing all of these things. And then I'm going to have directions out for, for what people need to do. But like, I just want people to be able to come by and reflect and, and, and think about the people that they've lost. Because one of the things I find really important about grief is that um, you know, we're in a society that kind of wants people to move through it very quickly. We like to pathologize it. We like to, you know, um, we like to think that it's a very linear type of thing. And sometimes we push people out of it before they're ready. And part of that is is not um, talking about the people that we've lost. Like, we don't talk about them because we don't want the people to be sad. But in reality, people are wondering why you're no longer talking about those people that meant so much to them. So I, I want to give the people that opportunity during this very specific, you know, quote unquote holiday, I guess, to um, to have some time to reflect and, and to look at this this art and, and that they're creating themselves um, as the, as the wall kind of progresses. Again, this will be August 30th through the 5th that this will be an opportunity for folks to take part of. Why was it important to be interactive at the same time, an individual kind of moment? Um, because one of the things I've, I've, I've come to learn about what this team is trying to do is, is to really um, become to become part of the community. Like we don't, we want to be within and, and with, we're not, we don't want to be doing things to and at, like we we're here with this community. And, um, but at the same time, grief is very personal and, and it's, it's hard to do under the gaze of other people. So it's like, we're here, come to us. You know, we're, we're, we're providing you this space. We care about you. We want, we want to provide you this opportunity. But we also respect your your need for privacy, and, um, and it's not about making a big show about it. We're just offering you the opportunity to do this if this is what you would like, and we hope that it brings you some peace. I want to ask you about the flower and the crane and the quotes here in just a minute, but mm -hmm. let me bring in Dr. Stein into all of this, and again, I'll come back to you, Nisha, in just a moment, but talk about the development of this. Before we started, it sounded like there was there were conversations that just led to this uh, being an effort that is now underway, so your half of this, Dr. Stein, can you talk about that? Yeah, I think my, my half of it is probably, you know, a reflection on, on the things we were able to do only, like, years ago. So, you know, years ago, and like, you know, when I say years, pre you know, before the pandemic started, right, we had these sort of opportunities to, to come together with, with the community. And so there have been previous um, – 
memorial services that were held around the time of the holidays, like Christmas, and um, where there was this opportunity to bring people together in one space, in an auditorium, you know, to enjoy things like music and, and, and poems and, and, and to remember the people that had passed, maybe through that year or even in the past. And, um, you know, I think it was one of those things where it was so incredibly beautiful and an opportunity for healthcare professionals hospital employees and, you know, community to come together at once to sort of, you know, maybe patch up some of those, those, um, those open spots, um, or, or to, to remember those individuals. And it was really a beautiful thing uh, that was done. And, and of course, you know, with COVID things have changed. And so as we were thinking about the importance of not forgetting, to bring something like that back, not forgetting to say, you know, when we have the opportunity, how do we fold this back into our fabric? Because it was, it's an important part. Grief is an important part, not just for, um, you know, one individual of a family, it's an entire family, it's a community. And so the opportunity sort of presented itself. We started thinking, okay, how do we, you know, we're not going to get 140, 150 people in an auditorium. Um, you know, it's just not going to happen, you know, right now in this landscape. And so, okay, what can we do outside? And so one thought was, well, we should have this really big production, like outside in a tent. And, you know, and, and then we started thinking more. And I think Nisha hit it, like, right on the head. I mean, the ability to, to grieve or the reflect or memorialize is so incredibly personal. And so our thought was, you know, let, let's take a step back and, and make this maybe something that's a little bit more interactive and a little bit more personal. Um, and so, it, and, and for that reason, it's going to be much more intimate. And so uh, the idea came, it's like, okay, how can we have something that's available to everybody? So, you know, community and, and you know, healthcare individuals here in the region, um, the opportunity to interact with it. Um, and you know, be able to stand back and say, okay, this is what, you know, this is, this is what we made, right? These are memories. These are these sort of interactive, evolving um, sort of process that we can not just think about, but see. And uh, it, it turned out we started thinking about the time of year and, you know, we take all those things into consideration if we're going to have people outside coming to this. Um, and, you know, it, it kind of lined up perfectly with the idea of, you know, National Grief Awareness Day is, is August 30th. Uh, and it always is. And so it's kind of this perfect, you know, maybe the stars aligned or something where like these ideas and the interaction and then August 30th came around and we thought, you know, let's, let's go for it. And so um, <laughs> I can let Nisha talk more about the designing and the picking the out thing, you know, picking things out. Um, but, you know, we, we've had uh, everything from a chain link fence to, uh, uh, you know, boxwood panels to flowers sitting around our office here uh, just when we have some time uh, putting this thing together. So it's definitely a hands definitely a hands-on thing that I'm hoping our team can, um, you know, stand back and look at and say, like, you know, we've done this and, and we're inserting ourselves into the community. Um, and Nisha, yeah, so. yeah. And Nisha, I want to get your, your thought on your end of this, kind of putting this together. So I am a very, I'm very crafty. Uh, my cricket lives in the office and I, like everybody in the hospital has seen all the stuff that I put on the doors and like I, I make sympathy cards for some of our family members. Like I, I love making things and, um, and so I've really thrown, <laughs> I've really, I've been given a lot of like leeway and just gotten completely out of control. Like I have a, a living room full of empty frames that I'm spray paint. Like it's good. It's absolutely ridiculous, but it's, um, 
I love the idea of bringing in these symbols that are not necessarily even, you know, symbols that we as um, Americans are, are familiar with uh, to represent grief. I actually very intentionally picked things that um, people might go, what, why, why, why did you pick that? And I will have explanations for why, but it's also an opportunity to kind of share how other, um, how other cultures um, uh, deal with grief. Um, and it's just, I love aesthetically, like what this looks like in my head, the colors, the, the I just, it's, I, it's just going to be so pretty, um, but also have so much like real meaning when it comes to the, the grief symbols. I've heard it said once to me, the stronger the connection with someone, the greater the grief. And I'm wondering mm. your reaction to that, because I'm sure that folks could come to this wall and maybe not grieve one person in their life that they think they should, but then they're mm. really distraught over someone else because they had a greater connection with them. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's, I, so what I'm going to be offering people the opportunity to, to write names on these cranes to do whatever, but I think what actually is, is so much more is going to end up happening. Um, I think that, you know, they might come in thinking, okay, I'm going to think about this person, but as they sit there and reflect, all that other stuff is going to come up. And another thing that I really find very special about this is that I'm, because of the way the community is, they're going to see names that they know. Like I, 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 I came from an area, I grew up in an area that is not a community oriented. People don't know people. Like I watched how this community has, uh, you know, interacts over the past nine months that I've been here. And as an outsider, I think it's beautiful. And I, and I think that, um, you know, as people, uh, you know, come up to the wall and, and see names that they remember, that that also will kind of bring that connection full circle. So tell me, Nisha, why the flower? And, and I should say the flower. Are you picking the same flower for the whole wall? And if it is, yeah. then why that flower? Yeah. So it's funny when Dylan mentioned, like, the timing and the seasons and stuff. So um, uh, I actually had picked a different flower. And unfortunately, I've been told that that flower pretty much will not be available. So I had to kind of pivot. Um, luckily, there was another version. So we're gonna actually going to be using mums. Um, and mums in a lot of cultures are specifically reserved for times of death and bereavement. They're not given any other time. Um, France calls it the flower of death. You know, in England, it's not uncommon to see a cemetery that like that you look at the graves and they're like overflowing with pots of mums. Um, uh, you know, in Japan, they use white mums as a funeral flower. So, um, you know, this is a flower that we all have outside of our houses. It's fall, right? But um, in other cultures, this is a grief flower. You know, and then I also like the juxtaposition of the shape of the flower with like there's an artistic lean to it as well, and the colors and stuff. It's very fall. It's a very fall flower. Um, so that's that's kind of what, that's kind of what I did, and it was really I was really frustrated because I had it like the other flower was like it had its own special meaning with a different culture, was really married to it, and they said it didn't exist, and I was like, crap, what am I going to do? And then you know I did some more research and I found this other flower. <laughs> now are these live flowers or are they are you making them? That so r right now we are I'm so that I can see what it looks like. I have fake ones in the wall. I have reached out to um, some greenhouses um, to try to figure out how I can get some pots myself that I will then cut down. Um, to have people to, to, so that I can so I can see the wall with them. Um, I that's on my list of things to do this week. I haven't sourced them yet, but that is the plan. Yeah. So now we're supposed to take a flower and replace it mm -hmm. with a crane. Do I have that right? Yes. So yes. why a crane? Explain that a little bit to me. Okay. So paper cranes, um, piece cranes to be 
to be specific, you know, um, one of the major values of my work, like my, the way I personally approach my work is that I hope to, um, help people in the process that are in the process of losing someone come away with some peace. Like I, my goal is to intervene in some way that they can look back and say, at least this happened. You know, like I, I, I know that this is a really traumatic time and my focus is how do I reduce that trauma in any way? Um, so the peace crane, a peace, you know, is a, is a symbolism of, uh, of peace, of healing, of hope and resilience. And the culture tie-in on that is that um, this came about based on a story of a little girl in Japan who um, was part of the bombing of Hiroshima. And while she sat in the hospital slowly dying, she um, processed her grief of, of losing her life and, and, and everything that came with it by folding it into paper cranes. And at the end of her life, when she died at the age of 12, the story is, you know, some say she folded 6,000 of the thousand, 600 of the thousand she wanted. Some say she folded them all. Her brother says she folded more than that. But those um, cranes were sent all over the world. They still exist in some places. They're hanging. Um, it, it's a symbol that's used over and over again. 9-11, it, I mean, it's just the, the symbolism of, of the, the death is, is, is sad. But it's also a lot of other things. And I'm hoping that this white crane, this origami white crane, will be a good representation of that. So where will we get the cranes? How are you going to protect them from, like, weather? <laughs> I mean, where do, where yeah, do we, they'll, yeah. They'll be in some sort of vessel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't made that yet, Tracy. Okay, I got lots of <laughs> A few things left to do. A few things left to do. Yeah, they're, they're currently sitting in some plastic bowl in our office. Um, you know, I had actually intended, because I am this, you know, like, don't, I, I'm very dedicated to this. I had actually intended in folding all of these cranes myself, but uh, that didn't happen. So they are real handmade um, origami cranes, but they were not my hands that made them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So talk about the quotes then. Where are you picking the quotes? How are you picking them? So the quote actually, um, I did a death and dying fellowship in, in Pittsburgh, where, where I live, um, after I graduated from grad school. And one of the, um, one of the days that we met we went to a grief center called Good Grief in Squirrel Hill that no longer exists. And they gave us a, um, a deck of cards of sorts that um, have quotes and thoughts related to grieving. Um, and I sometimes refer to these cards when I'm making a sympathy card um, and I, and I want to quote um, just, you know, a personal quote um, that matches kind of the, the story of, the, of this patient and their family or whatever. And there's a quote um, by Rumi, who's a very well-known, you know, poet. Um, his quotes are everywhere that really matches the feel of the wall. And I don't want to share what it is, um, but it, it, I, it's, a, a, it's a little bit, uh, you got to think about it a little bit. Like it's not going to hit you over the head, but it's a very subtle um, nod to to the grieving process. So again, this will be available for people August 30th through the 5th. And you say, remind us where it's going to be, a tower entrance, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so folks can come by anytime. It doesn't matter. There's mm-hmm. not like open hours for this wall. It's going to be no, on the outside. I, mean, I I still have to figure out a little bit of logistics because like I said, this isn't going to be manned. So I want to make sure that people have access to the things that they need. So sure. it might, I mean, it might turn out that we have to bring stuff in like the, 
the cranes. Um, but, you know, especially after after Friday the 2nd, the wall will be done. Like, there isn't going to be anything else. Um, there's going to be, like, a final, it'll be in its final state. And yeah. over the holiday weekend, my hope is that people come by and look at it. Um, but during the, the process of it evolving, I still have to kind of figure that out. Have you thought through where it will go after this particular <laughs> offering? Or is no. that yet is still in, in the works to decide? <laughs> Uh, so currently the wall is the backdrop for my Zoom meetings. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so the bigger question is, what are you going to use for your Zoom meetings while the wall is out on display? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. But no, um, I think, so that was another part of it, honestly. Um, how, if this goes well, well, do we take this on the road? You know, does this wall end up at Clarion at some point? You know, like, the, the, it's not, this isn't a one and done thing. And that's why I like the way that we ended up, um, uh, creating it, you know, on its chain, on the chain link fence, you know, it can sit out because it's very beautiful. Um, it probably will be our selfie wall and be decorated for the holidays, but <laughs> around certain times we might be able to, you know, take it with us and, and do this in other places. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely want to see how it works here, but no, this is, this thing, this thing is part of the family now. It's sure. a great concept <laughs> actually. Yeah. You know what? We have about five minutes left and I want to make sure before we close down that we get back to Dr. Stein, just your reaction on this coming to fruition and, and your thoughts about this display for folks. Again, this will be August 30th through the 5th, folks, if you'd like to participate. Dr. Stein? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I hope, I hope it, it, it um, I, I, I hope it, I hope it provides an outlet for, 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 for people. Um, you know, I, I know that it's, it's, uh, you know, I think it's reflective of, our our health system team here, so I think it's it's very reflective of our palliative care team. Um, you know, Nisha will say this too. It's it's like we are a small team of people. Um, you know, but but we can be mighty. And I and I think um, my only hope for for this is that um, it's something that that individuals can step back and say that they are a part of. And I, I do hope it's something like I, you know, it's it, it's hard to get things to come to fruition sometimes. And and so sometimes to do that. You just have to put the work in, and so that that is what Nisha has been doing uh, here. And I think all everyone, hopefully, by the end of this thing, that everyone's going to have an opportunity from our team to touch it and and produce it and and put it together. Um, and then you know, like like Nisha has said, if this if this goes over well, you know, because not everything does, but if it goes over well, yeah, I think there is an opportunity to say, okay, this is this is a need, um, and and where can we take it next? And I think. You know the the you know Clarion Hospital being part of Butler Health System and and vice versa. You know I, I think my vision is how do we get it there right? How how do we just keep remembering that we need to take care of this stuff right? Just as much as we need to make sure that we're seeing you know patients and taking care of the medical stuff. And so um, that's that's a special part of part of it for me. And it's it's. Uh, I don't know. It, it looks it looks cooler than I thought it would. So that's the you know like I had a vision in my head like oh this would be really cool and you know but it looks even better than it did. My only concern is what if it needs to get bigger? Um, but we won't, <laughs> we won't go there. We won't go there quite yet. Um, but uh, we'll start with a, a a wall. You know, it's I think it's uh, what what is it, Nisha? It's like it's like six feet tall and like seven and a half feet mm-hmm. wide. So it's not this. You know, it's it's large, but it's not like you know this giant thing that's going to be be out there. Right. But but at the same rate, if it if it goes well, then 
you know, and there's a need, then I think it's just a question of like, how do we, how do we keep going? That's fantastic. Dr. Stein, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, Nisha and I want to end with you and your final thoughts of of this whole idea coming to fruition and how important it'll be for people. So, you know, I I also am a a big idea uh, person who doesn't really always follow through. And this actually is, for me personally, a big deal. Like this coming and becoming real, is, is very overwhelming sometimes when I think about it because this is a, an opportunity I, I haven't had in the past um, in my work. Uh, being here, I've been able to really lean into who I really am as a palliative care provi- my, a provider in my own right. And um, I being able to, to share my true self and my creative self in, in this role is just really magical. And um, so I just, I just really appreciate the opportunity to do it. And I'm hoping that it does it does become something that the community finds value in um, and also helps them, you know, believe that we really are here for them and we, we really do care about them. Yeah. And we, um, you know, this is, we're, this isn't the only thing we're going to do. Like this is just the beginning of, you know, us, you know, really coming together more often. Well, I thank you both for putting this together. Anisha, thank you for taking it forward and, and bringing this to the area. Again, this will be a grief awareness memorial wall at the Butler Memorial Hospital, August 30th through the 5th. And folks, you can take your moment. You can take your time there. It's interactive, but meant to be an individual kind of moment for you. You may not be the only one there at the time that you go, but still it's in, in that theme. Again, August 30th through the 5th, you'll get the flower the crane to replace it. You'll get the quote. You'll see the quotes there, and you can go from there. So, Nisha, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. And, folks, thank you very much for joining us. We are out of time with this segment, but what I will do is point you onto our website to be able to listen to this Take It All In once again. It is WISR680.com. You're going to pick Programs. Drop that down to uh, Let's Talk and then look for the Butler Health System. Thanks so much. I'm Tracy Morgan with the Butler Radio Network.